And we are back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Another wonderful episode in store for you today. And again, we're going to pick on some uh, less intelligent beings that roam this earth. <laughs> we had to have a little fun. We're sitting here. It's inauguration day. We're, we're a couple weeks displaced from the uh, events at the Capitol. And we thought, why better, or what better to do than uh, throw a little shade at some of those groups that started those antics. But uh, I'll let Barzy get into the specifics here. Take it away, bud. Episode 23. It's the Jordan episode, a.k.a. we pick on stupid people. Like Easton said, we love, we love doing that. We and that's love coming from stupid people. That is, that is coming right from a stupid person right here. Um, but yeah, today we are going to talk about QAnon and just the idea of the extreme ideologies that have kind of taken a hold in this country. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I, like, I've heard about QAnon going into this episode. I have a general idea of what it was, what it is, um, but really had no such idea of the craziness that they truly believe. But what he means to say is that he looks at it every day, checks it. It's the Holy Bible to him. That's Christian Barzi's news, QAnon. That's where it comes from. That is right from the source. So uh, I guess the best way to start this off is to just give you an outline. Because like I was saying, until I started doing some research here, I knew there were crazies. I didn't know the extent of the crazies. So the whole base of this QAnon idea, Q Anonymous, they believe, so it's a wide ranging, completely unfounded theory that says that President Trump is waging a secret war against elite Satan worshiping pedophiles in government, business, and media. And they many of these figures are on the left side of the aisle democratic um so i guess that right there is just a good way to kick this off because that you just you just know right there you hear it right there things are gonna get stupid this episode yeah well and we did a uh a little review of the borat 2 movie and i don't think there's any better two people to describe this theory than those of which he stayed with in that movie in that movie sorry to um they both subscribed to QAnon both followed it there was a point in the movie where they were on QAnon searching some things up and it is it's it's really a bizarre idea and you know they've turned this into kind of a complex thing I was reading through it before and you know, they believe that the Q in QAnon is basically stands for, I guess you would call it the founder of the site. And they think that he is some higher up, uh, potentially in the military, that basically has inside information on all of the, the government secrets, the conspiracies, and they have two separate um, beliefs. I, I'm going to buy... I'm going to botch this. One, I think, is The Awakening. Yeah, The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening. And what's the other one? The other one is The Storm. storm. Very ominous. 
So these two events, which are principles of the, the site's founding, basically state that at some point there's going to be a mass arrest of politicians and higher-ups because of yeah. what Barzi explained before, that they're involved in, you know, all of this satanic, cult-like, pedophilia, you name it. And then the Great Awakening, which I believe is the second one, correct? Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that they believe sometime down the road all of the conspiracies on this site um, and everything they believe are going to come to fruition and prove out as true and everyone is going to have this great awakening we're all going to be enlightened by these people and you know i'll tell you what if you lined all these guys up i bet they're uh some some smart bright looking individuals so (laughs) absolutely crazy stuff there the idea of the awakening it's almost like the beliefs they have are almost like religious or biblical in a sense where they believe that the great awakening could stand for like a judgment day in a sense where all the ones that truly believe or those that are spared go to live on in some utopia that is left on earth these things get crazier and crazier um but i i think as a good area kind of start with and i'm gonna ask you this question and this is just to go for all cult like ideas why do you think it is that people fall into these ideas find a home and these communities that have such absurd beliefs to on the from the outside looking in you're gonna be like how could anyone believe these things and live by it that's a uh a good and complex question there and i think that there are honestly a few reasons as to why the first of which and I think this is probably the most relevant, is it's kind of an attention thing. Yeah. And I, I don't mean to put it that way, but it really is. Like some of these conspiracy theories and um, the mass amount of people that buy into them, it's all a part of this, like, they just want some attention that's outside of the norm, right? And then I think that they buy into it so much right away that they start convincing themselves that to just not be skeptical about it. Right. Which Mm -hmm. is, you know, kind of ironic because the whole idea is that they are the ones being skeptical themselves, but they're not, they're not being skeptical of these conspiracy theories. Um, So I think that people just kind of convince themselves after they subscribe to these ideas that, that this stuff is like you said, kind of the gospel and, you know, the word of, uh, it's, it's like a religious thing to them. So it's kind of crazy. That would be my answer for why they buy into it. I'm sure there's a select amount of people out there who, you know, you give them a little bit of information that maybe is correct or th- as, you know, to throw a saying out there, throw them a bone. So saying something like this event happened because of this and they give you one little detail that's true that can be backed up. But the whole idea and the whole concept is completely false and misconstrued. But since you gave them that one fact that they originally bought into, and that's what you're basing the story around, they just buy into this and then feed, you know, into everything that is said after that. So I think it's kind of a mixture of, you know, wanting some attention because, believe me, these people are not shy to let 
you know about their beliefs um, and their conspiracy beliefs. They'll post it everywhere. They'll talk about it all the time. They, they don't shy away. This is not something where you're just a, a secret QAnon person. You'll know if someone, you know, buys into the QAnon garbage. Um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of like a mixture of that. If everyone knows. Yeah. <laughs> everyone yeah. knows it's, it's you're a, vegan. It's a mixture of that and just people not being informed and not, you know, taking the time to make the decisions uh, to really get accurate news. And the fact that it is associated with a certain I guess you could say party, but more specifically a person really has just allowed it to blow up. Like, you know, they've they've associated it with President Trump. Um, he said some things and tweeted some things that it, are kind of supportive of it. So that I'm sure just rallies that base up and gets them going. So, yeah, it's it's a mixture of all those things, really kind of a melting pot of just shit. <laughs> that's a good way to put it well something that i think about is you think back to all these relevant or i guess mainstream cults that have popped up over the last 40 50 years you got jonestown like heaven's gate these things how much bigger would these ideas have been if social media was around back then if there was a way for them to truly expand their brand and reach the amount of people that QAnon is able to reach today. It's it's crazy to think an idea like Jonestown, you go and you live in your own little metropolis in the middle of South uh, South America and obviously it all goes to sh something like that could come together and to think on the scale it could come together today with social media, it's alarming, I guess, the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, it is alarming, and I mean, it does, again, just show you the power of social media and just this quick media we can get, because, you know, not only does it do what you said and allow the movement to grow and the site to grow in numbers, but it also takes away that kind of fact-checking, read-through-it period, because you now have something where a lot of these people will just read these headlines and throw a retweet or a repost or uh, immediately buy into it. You know, one that comes to mind, and I know we're going to get more specific about it later, um, that I actually sent you the other day, was they started one that said it was a conspiracy that Barack Obama had previously been locked up in prison, and this was something that the media didn't cover, it was completely ignored, and we allowed this guy to be president when he's a criminal. And they posted a picture of him in the cell. Well, <laughs> lo and behold, it ended up being a picture from when former President Barack Obama visited Nelson Mandela's cell um, to kind of pay his respects for what the man went through and what he did for the country there. And they turn that into something just twisted. So that's, I mean, that's the type of people we're dealing with here. And again, the fact that it can all be spread so fast and it takes one picture, Barack Obama in a jail cell, and one headline saying that this has been hidden from everyone and nobody knows this. And all of a sudden it's this huge groundbreaking story, but it has no factual basis to it whatsoever. Well, QAnon, like most cults, 
have made many outrageous claims and have made many outrageous predictions in their day that usually, and I say usually, pretty much always come out as false. So I have a list here of, of just some some failed predictions, some oh false boy. claims, and Easton has no idea what these are. This is going to be his general reaction to them. And I guess these, as grounded in reality as you could get, these are a little bit more grounded in reality as some of the other beliefs I'll be bringing up a little bit later on. Because um, I guess these things could all technically happen they just have no basis for saying for knowing when they would happen or why they would happen they just say they're going to happen so let's look at predictions so uh, we talked about this already this they predicted initially that it would happen on november 3rd 2017 there was absolutely nothing notable about that day in politics so that was kind of the beginning of this storm idea and the storm idea actually came from a speech that Dave, where I believe he said something about the storm is coming, and they kind of took that phrase and were like, oh, this is what it means. There's just, there's no backing to that. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. So on February 10th of 2018, they believed that people targeted by the president would commit a mass suicide um, to avoid being, you know, taken into custody. So this would include like celebrities, no prominent people committed suicide on that day. So that was another one of their beliefs. What um, date, and then the date on this one, the date on this was February 10th, 2018. Okay. So, so they've been at this. President Trump. Yes. Uh, these are all uh, QAnon really came to yeah, that's prominence right. over the last four or five years. Um, and then there's some other ones where it's like, there would be a car bombing on a specific day in 2018. There was no bombing. Um, the Trump military parade would never be forgotten. The parade was actually canceled. Um, mm. uh, um, something major would happen in uh, somewhere in Asia on April 10th, 2018. Nothing notable happened. There would be a bombshell revelation about North Korea in May of 2018. No notable developments. Uh, and then we go back to QAnon's favorite, I guess, perpetrator here. A smoking gun video of Hillary Clinton would emerge in March of 2018. There was no video. Uh, multiple failed predictions that John McCain would resign. He never did. Failed predictions that Mark Zuckerberg would leave Facebook and flee the United States. That never happened. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey would resign. That obviously hasn't happened. The Pope Francis would be arrested on felony pedophile charges. That has not happened. And then their favorite line, their, the, the QAnon's very favorite line in all of this. They have made many failed predictions stating that something big would happen or emerge in the next week or the truth would emerge in the next week. And they've, they've made that claim many, many, many different weeks and nothing has happened. So there, those are oh, some man. of their predictions. They're they're really they're they're batting low. The average is low on some of these predictions. They they haven't really gotten much right at this point. But hey, they're going to continue to believe. And those are just predictions. There's some claims. If you want me to go into the claims too that they have, um, just to, to kind of get an idea of how crazy. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, go. Let, you can. Let, I guess we'll. Let's break go, it off yeah. There. Let's dive into these predictions here. Um, yeah. Because wow, uh, yeah, they're. You said they're batting low. I'm pretty sure they're batting zero. They got pretty yes. much none of those right. Um, a lot of those stem from some ideas that have been put out there, uh, whether it be by politicians or people of power, such as yeah. Hillary Clinton with the smoking gun. Um, but man, some of those are just bizarre. And the fact that none of them came true is good. Um, but it's also just insane that they would think that. And what scares me the most about it, honestly, is the fact that these people are buying into this so much. And you've seen it time and time again um, with some of these conspiracy cult-like groups where if the ball doesn't start rolling their way, they kind of push the ball a little bit. So yes. people from the organization create these events. And the you know, you talked about some of them. Some of them involve bombings. They involve, you know, mass suicide, um, mass murder. Like, that's serious stuff. And mm -hmm. if it goes a couple years where none of their predictions are hitting and one psycho that, that subscribes to this QAnon stuff decides that, you know, he needs to help make this seem legitimate and he does it himself, he or she does it himself, like, that's a dangerous idea. And it's not a far-fetched idea. You've seen it, again, time and time again with these cult-like groups where, you know, especially when you look on the, the religious side of things where you have, like, satanic cults um, who make these predictions of what's going to happen. And really, everyone knows those predictions aren't going to happen. But then people from within the group, you know, whether it be something like 15 people are going to die today in California, and then someone tries to carry that out so that it comes true, like that's dangerous stuff. And so this is not like a, it is a joke, but a lot of this stuff really isn't a joke because of the magnitude that it carries with these ideas. Absolutely. And you also have to take into account that they kind of build in a little defense system. So they build in the idea that there could be these false prophets or fake news being a part of the QAnon belief system or that everything reported by Q is not necessarily true because it's keeping the people, the believers on their toes about the, tr the true meaning behind fake news. So with this, and I don't know if that made any sense what I just said, basically yeah. they can never be wrong is yeah. or like, Nothing can be disproved because, oh, maybe that was just Q testing us. So maybe this isn't going to come true, but obviously everything else could be true because it's just Q doing this on purpose. So at the end of the day, there's no snake way bastard. out of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, snake, snake bastard. Um, but like some of these false claims, they believe that the CIA installed Kim Jong-un as a puppet ruler, that's 99.999999% not true, as are all of these. Um, like, it's just, it keeps going on. Oh, apparent, they, Q apparently suggested that German Chancellor Angela Merkel is Adolf Hitler's granddaughter. Um, and it's just, they, they like to make these claims. They like to claim that people... Um, are related to people that they're just not related to, then the Roth, 
Rothschild family, who is just a, basically a large oil family, leads a satanic cult that has encapsulated the world and all the powerful and basically has them running child prostitution rings, satanic sexual abuse, um, like perpetrated by elite Democrats. It's just... It's just... There's really... uh, There's nothing much you can say other than it's crazy that people actually believe these things. And that's what we keep coming back to. Yeah, it is crazy. And I mean, this was this stuff was even evident before this whole QAnon site was developed just through social media and stuff. Like you had the whole period of time where everyone thought that Barack Obama wasn't a US citizen and that his birth yeah. certificate was illegitimate. And the amount of people that actually bought that and a lot of people still do buy it to be fair. Um, so these ideas, like, it's hard because, especially when you talk politics, you throw something like that out there, like, Barack Obama is not a legitimate U.S. citizen. And if you're not a Barack Obama fan, you kind of start to open your ears to that. And if you're a little bit cuckoo in the head, then that makes its way even deeper into your brain. And that's where the believing starts to happen is because, you know, they already don't agree with these people and they have their minds made up that they're evil in the first place. So it makes all of these ridiculous claims just easy for them to hop on board with because, again, they already don't agree with the people in the first place. So I think that that's a little bit of a the, the base of it, I guess. But again, just ridiculous. Stupid, and stupid, it goes stupid. <laughs> stupid. It goes back to the idea of echo chambers. And that's yeah. what the internet has created. These ideas that if you don't like a certain person, or if you do like a certain person, you can find a group. Or if you like a certain, in, in some ways, it's not a bad thing. If you like a sports team, if you're a big fan of a sports team, you can go find your little echo chamber of that little sports fan base but then it gets more sinister when you're looking at things like when it comes to QAnon um, you can go to a little echo chamber of a bunch of different QAnon believers there's going to be no skeptics in there to kind of say oh maybe like it maybe it makes sense that Angela Merkel is the granddaughter of Adolf Hitler like maybe that's just not not how it should be Uh, but no one's going to say that because everyone believes it and everyone as more and more people say more and more things they dig deeper and deeper and deeper into it and that's how this basically happens this echo chamber and then there's no way out then you're just you're screwed you're screwed at that point yeah and again these echo chambers are they carry a lot more weight than some people give them credit for and that's on both sides really we've talked honestly a lot we've spent a lot of time talking about echo chambers on the left and how this whole yeah kind of social justice warrior movement in some cases has been blown out of proportion by these echo chambers and it's gotten to the point where you know they just want to cancel everyone this that and the other well this echo chamber is just as bad because they're like we said earlier spreading these ideas that have actual actual significance to them like 
people could legitimately be affected or harmed by these ideas. And not to mention, those same cancel culture echo chambers, they exist on the right, too. They're just trying mm-hmm. to do it in a different way. And that's that's the same hypocrisy that comes with it all. You always have the right saying that the left's attacking their free speech, and then the right will go and do something to impede on someone else's free speech just as well, just like getting all upset that Colin Kaepernick takes a knee during um, <laughs> the national anthem or upset about decisions that private companies make that are liberal decisions, I guess you would call them. Um, Both sides are hypocritical in this sense. It's the same thing with the echo chambers, with the freedom of speech, but the extremes are are actually dangerous, and that goes for both sides. So QAnon has a couple noted enemies, noted targets. We've kind of talked about some of them already. You have the, the liberal... Oh yeah. Uh, do, yeah. Well, do you do you have like specific names? Well, I, I was just gonna bring up a transition into Hollywood a little bit and some okay. of their beliefs okay. when it comes. I, to I was I was just gonna throw out some guesses there because I'm willing to bet that off the top you of my throw head, out some guesses. I you could fr- I could probably nail down a good eight to ten of them. But you <laughs> said we're going into Hollywood, right? Um. Right. That yes, a little bit, a little Here's, bit. Here's my my QAnon enemies list, and I don't I don't know if that you have all of this available to you. Uh, we'll see. But we'll see. here we go. You got Nancy Pelosi. She yep. easily makes the list. One hundred percent. Both Clintons, Bill and Hillary. Yeah. Probably their kids too. Yeah. The Bidens, the Obamas. Yeah. Bill Gates. Yeah. Yep. One hundred percent. Tom Hanks. Yep. Uh, <laughs> There's another big one that is kind of in the news making rounds. Hmm. She's she is a Ellen very generous. Pow- Alan is one of them. Another, There's another powerful woman. Uh, Oprah uh, Winfrey in the media. Oprah, yep. <laughs> you're, you're crushing it right now. <laughs> Look what at are we you. doing, Q and I? You seem to know I've a lot. Down. I you pick you apart. <laughs> I um, I'm, so yeah. I'm out here looking like. Aaron Rodgers this year, oh, just geez. picking people apart. You needed, you really, you just wanted to slip that in, which is fine. I, big, I get it. Big game this Sunday. It is a big game for him. Um, but yeah, they they hate liberal Democrat stuff, but they also hate Hollywood. They hate left wing media, and have accused Hollywood many times of running these satanic pedophile rings, and a lot of there's like. A lot of the lines they have or a lot of the sayings they have actually kind of come out of like movies and stuff, slogan. But here's the, I guess, most, this is probably the most extreme thing I read from them. Um, it, and honestly, whoever's coming up with these things, I would love to see them like write a, like a, a just a fiction book. Because I feel like they could come up with a very <laughs> intriguing fictional story. So they believe in this thing called adrenochrome. Um, and this this adrenochrome is a supposed life-extending elixir that QAnon followers believe is extracted from the blood of children by the global elite and can be traced actually to a scene in a Johnny Depp movie 
where he hallucinates after supposedly ingesting this adrenochrome, um, which adrenochrome is a real life thing, but it's like a synthetic compound used to kind of stop bleeding or whatever. Um, so like the two of the most popular QAnon rallying cries, calm before the storm and where we go, we all go. They can be heard in movies for trailers and stuff. Um, it's just mm. all this stuff kind of comes from Hollywood. They're taking entertainment, things from Hollywood, things from fictional movies and saying, I kind of like that. I think we're going to make that the face of our little belief system, which is just ridiculous. But it, it's also like, come on, be creative, come up with your own stuff. This, I mean, that is just wild to me. And and what's next, QAnon? What are we doing next? Is what's is there going to be is there going to be a mass movement to get Trump all of the Infinity Stones? Like, what, what, what's what's step two here? The, you know, this stuff is ridiculous. I can't believe that they they actually buy into this. Um, you know what? I, I have a little uh, conspiracy of my own here, and this is going to really come full circle because it is a conspiracy. This is a conspiracy about conspiracies. Okay. So I, I'm under the belief that when two individuals within the same blood-related family engage in physical interaction that is of the uh, arousal sexual nature, nature. <laughs> to family members, it, it triggers the brain to be more inept to buy into these conspiracy theories. Okay. okay. Um, so that, I think, I think I'm cracking the code of QAnon there. That is their base. That is, you get two blood-related individuals <laughs> who find this attraction to each other, engage in these activities, and they just tend to believe these conspiracy theories more. That's a conspiracy about conspiracies. Maybe so this it's is, true. This is an incestual cult, is basically what you're saying. And it would explain a lot. It would explain a lot. I mean, I'll wrong. be honest with you. It's at least, uh, you look at the QAnon base, I'm going bare minimum. 15 to 20% of the followers are in that group. And I wish I was joking when I said that, but you got to remember the people we're talking about here. You may very These well are, be correct. These are I strange. I don't go there, actually. I, I'm not going to. Hey. I'm going to keep this podcast a stereotype-free zone. Yeah, stereotype-free zone. So, so you talked about Tom Hanks and Oprah and Ellen. Let's 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 look at where some of these beliefs around those people stem from. So after Hanks contracted the coronavirus pretty early on in the whole pandemic, um, a QAnon influencer and convicted bank robber. So this is a good guy. Yeah, good guy. He actually who co-hosted. He had a Barstool Sports podcast at one point. So he began speculating that. Tom Hanks got a haircut and he had a haircut in his little reveal video to the world that he had coronavirus. This guy believed that the haircut proved that he was secretly host Saturday Night Live. So I guess he had the haircut on Saturday Night Live from prison and they made him get the, the buzz cut. And he saw this as, yep, this guy's in prison. 
and they just haven't revealed it yet. So in the same vein, after Ellen, or so Ellen on her show, she's got her whole set, her whole stage. Apparently she's got a little window in the background. And there is a producer who was standing in the window when one of the like episodes was airing. So incidentally, accidentally, QAnon believes that that producer was a police officer outside of Ellen's house and that she was under house arrest and she was going to also be outed for being a leader of this satanic pedophile ring. So they, these, they are taking, comparing apples to oranges, they're taking these possible, I mean, the being a producer, if you want to play these games, these little incidences could mean so many different things. They can mean so many different things. And they're, these nut jobs are basically just saying, no, it means this because of this, even though everything is pretty much unrelated. But they just feel like saying that, so they're going to say it. Yeah. And again, it all just goes back to fast-spreading media and the danger of it. Um, you know, the fact that people can take an image and you know, they literally can edit it if they so choose, which is about as low as you can go. Or you can take the image and make a story out of it that isn't there. One big one that sticks out to me is, uh, this was three, four years ago, there was a Facebook post that ended up being one of the most shared posts um, that Facebook has registered. And this was a post that, I believe it was in Michigan, and it was a sign for the Michigan Islamic Church. And okay. it said something to the extent of, we are going to blow all Americans up and take <laughs> over the country. Hail Allah. It got reposted an absurd amount of times. Absurd amount of times. Now, is the, the Michigan Islamic Church a real place? Yes. Was that on their sign? No. You cannot put that on a sign. That's mm -hmm. completely illegal. You are inciting violence. You are suggesting mass murder. Those people that run that church would be in prison immediately if they actually said that. But of course they didn't say that. They did not say that. Someone edited the picture to put the words on their mm -hmm. billboard, and it got shared millions upon millions. I think hundreds of millions of times, if I'm correct, which is so disturbing. So, so disturbing. And it's the same stuff yeah. with all this QAnon stuff. You know, you talked about the the producer in the window at Ellen's house saying that she's on house arrest. Like, you guys understand that these people don't just set up their smartphone and, and start the video and that's their show. <laughs> they still have to have a production crew to some extent following the safety protocols, you know, it's just absurd to me. You, again, take these little things and turn them into something they're not. But because you can make it look, either take one little fact from it or make it look factual. So in their case, they're saying, oh, person in the window. That's suspicious. She must be on house arrest. I guess yeah. you can't. You, that's the problem is you technically cannot exactly. fully disprove it. You can't exactly. outwardly say that that is a false claim even though everyone should know that it is. 
and that's that's how they build their base is off of these claims that can't fully be disproved mm-hmm. except for the predictions that have been disproved but oh man yeah. wild wild yeah. wild west and I will say, you said it a little bit more eloquently than I did. Basically, they're just taking these factual situations and injecting fiction into it. And by the way, when celebrities started like posting videos at the beginning of quarantine, um, just kind of talking about their day-to-day life at this point, just kind of putting some messages out. Generally, when you're in your house, you're not going to be as put together as you would be if you're going out to some big premiere or party or whatever. So they took it as these celebrities looking less put together meant that they were experiencing an adrenochrome shortage that was sapping their youthful energy. So basically they're vampires. They're vampires and they need to suck blood to restore their to restore their youthfulness. And they just they weren't getting the blood because they were all quarantined up. So I mean you can't disprove it. You can't. Yeah. I mean, just like we can't disprove that you're not a part of the reptilian society. And oh, God, I knew you were going to say that. I knew. Yeah, it. but I just here's the thing. It. We're, we're going to for a second lock it in and be 100 percent serious here. The intentions of that were for joking purposes. OK, everyone knows to laugh about that. Farzi's not a part of the reptilian society. I'm sorry that Thank joke you. has to die Thank off you. now. Thank you. But in light of this episode, we got to be serious. But it's sad that people like they they believe this stuff. They live it as it's the word. And you know, the adrenochrome stuff is not far off from this whole reptilian society idea. You're basically saying that they're no. they're superhumans because they're drinking you know, little kid blood and, and being pedophiles. Like, yes, I don't know if it's as massive as they so claim to be, there's no way it would still be hidden. And I want to know if all this is true, how come it's a group of people that live in the backwoods of nowhere that are, they're figuring this stuff out. Yeah. Questions, questions that nobody's answering. And look, we're sitting here basically trying to disprove what a bunch of stupid people say. We, and it, when it comes down to it, the thing is, and you've touched on it, these stupid people actually have power because there are congressmen being elected, congresswomen being elected, who have outwardly like posted QAnon supporting things on social media I think Marjorie Green Taylor, whatever her name is, is an example of that. She was just elected, and she has been a big proponent proponent of QAnon. There were a couple other examples of that. But now they're literally weeding themselves into the government. They are literally weeding themselves into the government. And what does that mean? It means that the people who actually believe this stuff, the cult followers, now see themselves in positions of higher power see some legitimacies starting to build up here. And, and this is what happened with the Capitol riot. There were people enabling these beliefs, enabling all this craziness, and eventually it kind of tumbled into something bigger. And if this doesn't just get like nipped in the bud right now, who knows if down the road this could tumble into something bigger. 
And that's, I guess, where the seriousness, what's at stake here, comes into play. No, yeah, it definitely could. Um, and like you said, it is dangerous because these people are getting into power. And we can't ignore the fact that the biggest base for Donald Trump voting-wise is on uh, non-college educated white males. And so when you look to that, and if you're a politician, someone that's seeking votes, seeking to get into office, if there's a good amount of these people in the region you represent, you know, that's why they're playing into these cards is because this is becoming a big enough thing to where politicians consider it as kind of an asset to them. They can use this in their favor to get some votes. You know, if you're a representative in an area where this is really relevant, then, you know, again, you play into their cards, you receive all those votes. Those are votes you might not have had. All it takes is you retweet, repost, whatever, one QAnon story, and that gets all of their brains ticking, thinking, okay, this person understands what we are saying. They're a believer of the QAnon. I guess you could call it a process, really. Process, site, what have you. Um, And they get votes from it, man. So it's scary, but it is what it is. That's the power of media. It's it's the power of media. And Trump had an issue with this throughout his whole presidency, the issue of not really speaking out against these objectively horrible things, kind of finding ways to tiptoe around them. And this is the, it was the exact same instance with QAnon. So in August of 2020, he was asked about QAnon during a press conference. And he said, I don't know much about the movement other than that I understand they like me very much, which I appreciate, but I don't know much about the movement. So basically what you would expect out of Trump. Um, And then he continued to say that the QAnon adherents are people who love our country. Um, And so he was also then asked asked to follow up um, if he could support a notion that suggests that he is um, secretly saving the world from the satanic cult of pedophiles. And he responded, well, I haven't heard that. Is that supposed to be a bad or a good thing? Um, so basically, he just would not, he refuses to come out and denounce it. He again. refuses to strictly say this is bad. And then again, this even, uh, this is the final thing. Um, and there's another October interview of 2020. Someone clarified that the QAnon people believe it is a satanic cult run by the deep state. And Trump said, no, I don't know that. And neither do you. We can't know for sure. So it's like, <laughs> again, it's- denounce it. But the reason he doesn't is because of what I said before. This is a big base for him. You know, it sounds like to me, Trump knows this is all a bunch of BS. If he, based on his past of of retweeting and some of the speeches he gave, if he bought into this QAnon thing at all, he would somewhat support it. And I don't think he would be afraid to be open about it. But the fact that he's just kind of refusing to denounce it but won't call it real tells me that, you know, with the way he carries himself, he knows it's BS. He just doesn't want to lose that demographic. He's yeah, not going right. to he's not going to throw away the the millions of people who subscribe to this um, as voters. And so he won't denounce it. But 
again, everything points to the fact that he too knows that it's a load of hot garbage. <laughs> yeah. One who is educated in any sense of the word would also believe that it's hot garbage. Um, and, and, you know, we do this episode as more as an informative episode. We're not trying to put light on something like this or give it any kind of, like, I don't know, I can't think of the word, any sort of credence to it. But at the end of the day, people need to understand how crazy, how outlandish this idea truly is, this movement is, and that, like, it needs to be, it just needs to be stopped. It needs to be yeah. stopped before it can get to a point where it is a major cult in the era of social media, in the era of where it's pretty easy to recruit people. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it goes back to a constant plea that we've made on this podcast, which is just read the stuff and do your research. Like, don't just send headlines out there because half the time if you open the article itself it's either satirical or makes no sense whatsoever but just because it's a headline that you find interesting you throw it out there as a retweet or repost um that is the only way to combat this new fast media that we have is to research it and try to be you know somewhat Credible in this and I think the only way that's going to happen because this is such a big base is people have to be willing to kind of call these people on their nonsense like yes you know if your if your grandpa throws something out on Facebook that's just a load of not <laughs> just trash horrible makes no sense I'm not saying you got to start a Facebook war with the whole family, but maybe a little text, you know, hey, grandpa, read through this. I got to say, it's not it's not necessarily true. You know, uh, the people who published it, they they pulled some some nonsense and tried to make it look factual. Have a conversation. Just say, hey, I'm not trying to dispute what you believe, but I was looking into this and I don't think it's fully correct. Because that's kind of the turning point of, and I've even noticed it with, you know, some people that I know, just bringing it up in a respectful way, it makes them more cautious about what they're reposting at the bare minimum. It doesn't yes. mean that they're going to stop believing that stuff, but it at least makes them think twice before they just send it out there. And to me, that's healthy. Now, I might be a little different from most, but that's where well, I'm at. What it sounds like is you wouldn't get it endorses grandpas. That's what it comes down to. And it also endorses we love grandpas. We love grandpas. You, you, you're basically saying read a book. Read a book and you know, give a book recommendation for the people that are listening. You know, we need to expand the intelligence. <laughs> read a book. Yeah. So, hey, we are an informative podcast. We encourage healthy discussion, and we're absolutely pro grandpa. Actually, you know what? I'm I'm pretty sure that my grandpa listens to our podcast. Great guy. Love having conversations with him. And he always sends some some uh, back and forth with me, ask some questions. So, yeah, that that was just my little example of someone within the family chain, because everyone has that person that likes to throw out some nonsense, yep. whether aunt, uncle, grandpa, mom, dad, sister, brother, 
cousin twice removed, whatever it is. Everyone has at least one. And to at least make them be a little more cautious about what they're posting is a positive in my book. I'll leave it at that. And with that, I think that brings to the end yet another episode of You Wouldn't Get It. See, you can give me a Barzy rating if you want, but at the end of the day, I know I crushed it today. I came out with straight facts. We were opposing those who did not come with straight facts, and we came with the straight facts. Yeah, I mean, this is getting a bit frustrating because we're doing these episodes that, you know, you would just have to come in with a blistering (laughs) cold take in order to get a bad Barzy rating. So I'm putting the ball on the tee for you a little bit. It's been a while since you got a bad one. I I mean, I'll give you a generous 8.9 this week. It's a a good score. You came in with the facts. You did well. Good questions. Um, Kept the conversation going. But you're due, Barzi. You are due. There's going to be that episode where it gets a little controversial. And you might say some things. That take that Barzy rating right through the floor. We will see. We will have to see. And with that, guys, we hope you enjoyed episode 23, the Jordan episode of You Wouldn't Get It. We'll be back next week, and we will see you next time. Peace out.